podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Football is many things. Unpredictable, exciting, colourful, passionate, absorbing, expensive. Venal, infuriating, exasperating, time-consuming, depressing. But one thing it most certainly is not is a level playing field. Welcome to the famous sloping pitch. In a week where you feel that football's green weekend was kind of lost. Yeah, that was a thing, a football's green weekend, by the yeah, way. Yeah, apparently. If you had gone to bed on Friday and not surfaced until Monday, which, by the way, is perfectly possible and often <laughs> desirable, by the way, and I've done it many, many times, uh, yeah. you would have awoken on Monday to find that Klopp, Guardiola, Potter and Haaland were all officially shit. Marsh and Jones <laughs> needed to get on their bikes. Arsenal and Newcastle were about to implode and Britain's two best managers were Brendan Rodgers and Sean Dyche. And then at around 10 o'clock on Monday morning you'd be contemplating Man City's visit to Boundary Park next season. Which <laughs> makes you keep feel kind of sorry for football's green weekend, I think. And for for the uh, and I love the name of this group the uh, Burnley Sustainable Clarets group, which sounds <laughs> like a wine merchant's, I think. <laughs> uh, and also Southampton fans campaign against plastic water bottles. All this Seems to have gone by the by, Chris, I think. It has, hasn't it, rather? And uh, no surprise there, really. I mean, again, there's a limit, I think, to how much impact you can have on, on the uh, climate uh, catastrophe by wearing a green armband. I yeah. mean, I, I just I just feel like making those green armbands, there must be some carbon footprint there for must that. Be. There <laughs> must know, be. Just for making but, a specialist. Yeah, not as much carbon footprint, though, as Nottingham Forest flying to Blackpool for their FA Cup time. No, that's is, true. That's which true. Was, I mean, which, football which isn't which noted for its... Uh, for its green apart from forest green of course which yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and and unusually i just should let the listeners know that we, we've already been joined by our guest who's muted but he's on the screen and so <laughs> unfortunately there's going to be a little bit of showboating where chris and i look across to see if our guest has actually laughed at any of the things we've said by the way so far yeah. no is the answer to yeah. that well he's been, <laughs> he's been busy he's been busy doing a roll-up so far he has he has <laughs> so. he has and, and this is something that a guest who was done good told me about this is a thing in football yeah. um where whereby uh, we were, I was playing cricket with Don and uh, you know and if you do something good and you look around and it's mm. called bench watching and yeah. certain players are guilty of bench watching which is look checking around for the, checking, yeah checking the manager has seen the thing they've done <laughs> and and there's going to be some bench watching done uh, here today I think yeah uh, not know, that the manager ever sits on the bench in today's football they're, they're well, more no, or less on, even, the, on the bloody touchline most no of them. they don't even have a bench do they they have those seats that have been taken from business class out of an Emirates airline um, yes. um, uh, plane. Yeah. Yeah. Or an imaginary bucket, if you're Marcelo Bielsa. Yeah, it's yeah. been... There's, it, there's been football overload, I have to say. I'm feeling over-footballed at the moment. And this is how... This is, this is absolutely true. I know I would say this is absolutely true, but this is absolutely, absolutely true. I was lying watching the uh, Sheffield United-Wrexham game last night and yeah. something flipped up on my phone. You know, I get you know, updates, messages, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. And it said that Steve Evans had been appointed Leeds United's manager. No. Okay? The Stevenage <laughs> manager, Steve Evans. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, 
I'm so bamboozled. I fucking checked it. I actually checked <laughs> to see if Steve Evans had been appointed uh, a manager. Uh, 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 he hasn't. Has he been, he's been at Leeds before, hasn't he? I would yeah. have thought so. There was a time when wasn't there when they had you know uh, any number of, of sort of Rotherham managers came back and forth and 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 yeah, yeah. Barnsley managers and all, and all sorts of people. So yeah. Yeah. yeah so when yeah. Leeds were attempting to assert their essential Yorkshireness. Just nick the managers from the nearest available clubs. Yes. Not anymore. They go for the manager of Rio Vallecano, aren't they now? Are they? Well, that's their latest rumour, yeah. Plucky underdogs, Rio Vallecano. Much loved in Spain. Yeah, exactly, yes, because they've got to fifth, haven't they? Yeah. And uh, the manager, who's just a collection of consonants and vowels, I can't remember it. But um, they're after him, apparently, now having having, uh, been blown off by the uh, manager of West Brom. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's Carlos Corbin said no. Because that was yeah, very he, well, he a... signed a new contract last uh, night at oh, West Brom. It was rather an aggressive, <laughs> aggressive negotiating tactic. <laughs> if he's going to go to Leeds. Good work by the West Brom chief executive who clearly gone down the pub with the contract yeah. in his pocket. Going, no, yeah, come on, yeah. have another drink. And then when you feel comfortable, just put your name on there, sunshine. That would be. And absolutely... then you can have a pie. <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course um, uh, uh, Jesse Marsh's days were numbered the moment he, they'd started calling him Yank Lampard. Uh, because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you not see that? Yeah, there was, no. uh, at the Forest game, there was some song about Yank Lampard, <laughs> which uh, you know, okay, it's okay. You just straight. use an old Frank Lampard job yeah. uh, song, and yeah, uh, and yeah. Just, yeah. it's a, you know, it's a straight no, line and it's a short line, but it's quite a good line, I think. Yeah. From the, no, well, from exactly. The well, he was being called Ted Lasso, wasn't he, when he arrived because he was American, yes. and now he's been replaced by apparently the bloke they've been calling Ted Lasso. So, uh, <laughs> what in Rail Vancano? No, 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 no. The uh, the uh, caretaker, the interim uh, oh, guy, is is an, another American um, coach who was yeah. apparently the guy they called Ted Lasso when he was at Man United. Yeah. So it's like from uh, out of the lasso into the lasso is basically what it is. Absolutely. absolutely. But anyway, I, t- I saw a, a story that would give us all, all three of us, you, me and Andy, watching mutely. Yes, um, Andy Smart uh, is our uh, guest, uh, by the way. It's, if you, yes, I keep yes. referring to him as, as our guest. Uh, but luckily his <laughs> name's come up and now I know who he is. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, sorry to give us all a bit of hope. Do you see that uh, Kazuyoshi Miura, the iconic Japanese player of the 1990s, uh, King Kazu himself, uh, sounds like he's out of the Lion King, doesn't it? He's, he's just signed for a new club at the age of 55. In yeah. fact, it'll be 56 in a couple of weeks, uh, which will make him the... Uh, uh, well, it, it, it won't make him because he already is, but it'll continue his run as the yes. oldest professional footballer in history. Yeah. Um, you know, so He'll, he'll be six years older than Stanley Matthews, which is fantastic. I know. But he amazing. signed for Oliverense in Portugal on loan from Yokohama, which will be the sixth country he's played pro football in, and he's the only man to play in five different decades. Yeah. So he's like the Cliff Richard yeah. of the world. I, 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 I imagine Roy Race is saying, well, that's just unbelievable, that is. Yeah. That can't yeah. happen at that age, surely. That kind of yeah, <laughs> but nursing the stump where his foot was amputated to stop him from playing. But, I don't yeah. think it, was, it wasn't amputated, was it? Wasn't he trying to do an overhead kick near a helicopter? <laughs> I think like that. that was what happened to Roy Race, and and the amazing thing about the Roy Race is thing that was, not an amputation. I think. Well, it is an amputation, okay, but albeit an amateur one. And the other thing about Roy Race was uh, he subsequently still played two more games for England, um, <laughs> replacing a frankly disappointed Carlton Palmer. 
Yes. Um, I believe yes. in 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 Scorching School. Well, uh, yes. I mean, amongst the many brilliant things about Kazumiura, I mean, I remember him being talked about when we were in Japan like twenty years ago at the World Cup in two thousand two about whether he was going to come back for that World yes. Cup, <laughs> and he'd he'd just retired from international football, I think, at the age of thirty five, a couple of years before, yeah. have it with a with a, a far from shabby record. He got fifty five goals in in eighty nine games, but um, when he started out, there was no there was no sort of pro league in in japan he, there was no sort of uh, there wasn't even a j league then it started in 93 so their football history started a year after ours yes. but um he went um he 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 thought i'm going to be a pro footballer so he went to brazil and ended up at santos which is which is a remarkable thing and they 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 made they invented a a comic book character called captain subasa who was based on him apparently who went and made his name in brazil which was the dream from you know it was where japan was uh, you know, Brazil facing in those days. Yeah, yeah, but, there was a, uh, there was a lot of uh, Brazilian-born players that ended up playing. Yeah, for, there for were. Japan, and right? I, the, the thing I really like is the, the club that he's just that he's most recently played for are called uh, the Suzuki Point Getters. Oh, that what you know? <laughs> Which it, I love. I really like that. It, they do exactly what it says on it's the badge. Right, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. and and they're managed by uh, Miura's even older brother. And right, and does and does he has he aged well or does he look like Madonna? <laughs> you know, as in as in, does he look like somebody who's just found out that they can get anaphylactic shock? <laughs> um, I, I I have no uh, particular answer prepared for that. No, not of Madonna. No. Uh, well, Madonna uh, Madonna looks like somebody's put a football pump in her ear and had a real good go at it. That's what oh, Madonna on. looks like. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. my view, obviously. So someone with earache, then, presumably. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, 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 exactly. And at the other end of the timescale, uh, did you see that uh, Morecambe are in the process of being bought by a 20-year-old entrepreneur? I did see uh, that. that. Which will be a thing. A lad called Saab jo- Johal has a company called Saab Capital. He'll need to pass the league's fit and proper person test right after he passes his driving test, which is the <laughs> test I remember being concerned about when I was 20. But still. Uh, did you see they put themselves up for sale, Morkin, back in September and were trying hard to get Tyson Fury interested in I did in see that, yeah. Mm. A local lad, lives in the town, and always good for a pre- or post-match uh, quote Tyson Fury. Yes. You see his reply to a message from Deontay Wilder, who was telling him in in that sort of calm way yeah. that boxers have that he needed to prepare, get his affairs in order, you know, because his life was on the line and all yeah. this sort of shit in a message, pre-match message, pre-fight message. Yeah. And his, he replied, I'm going to smash your fucking face in, you prick. How's that for a fucking message? Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, any club would like to have that on board, wouldn't they? Would yeah, like yeah, to have yeah. that in the, yeah. <laughs> and that and and that is that is uh, yeah that's available on on YouTube I think and well worth looking at the yeah. fantastic well, comparison with the two they're just different approaches one isn't better than the other they're yeah. just different that's yeah. what you've got it's to only say. it's only thirty seconds but it's thirty seconds that you'll 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 enjoy <laughs> yeah definitely, definitely anyway before we attempt to make sense of the financial fair play shenanigans at the top table let us first drop down to the sticky lino beneath where the rest of us are still waiting for the crumbs to fall and sustain our efforts to survive in the Vanarama National Conference League 
thing, um, which is, of course, where my team, Oldham Athletic, find themselves. Um, actually, with Andy along, I've got, I've got kind of got bragging rights for once, but still. <laughs> um, we're still we're in 20th place at the weekend, having squandered the five-point buffer that had appeared between us and the relegation foursome. Oldham's visitors last Saturday, FC Halifax Town, a team on a terrible run of form, five defeats in six, but Boundary Park has always had a special way of bringing those disappointing runs to a happy end for many years now. And I listened to the game, most of it, thanks to BBC Radio Manchester, and you can't always tell from a, a radio commentary what the game is actually like because the commentators, they they like to uh, make it sound more exciting than it perhaps yeah. is. But, they embroider. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but I have to say that this one sounded bloody awful. Um, yeah. For most of the first half, I was only hearing the names of Halifax players, which is a which is a giveaway and whenever any Oldham player was mentioned he seemed to be hoofing it up towards Nuttall and Fundop our two incompatible big units up front only for it to then work its way back to within threatening distance of our goal via Halifax player after Halifax player uh, that's the sort of first half in short where as the players traipse off for their tea and orange segments the commentator is saying something like this is when the manager earns his corn <laughs> and I can only assume that David Unsworth doesn't really like corn because yeah. he doesn't seem bothered at all about earning him uh, earning it i mean i can i imagine him just sticking his head into the changing room going fingers crossed hey lads <laughs> and yeah. then shuffling off to the bog for a 15 minute dump but um, the second half was even worse fundup got sent off for something which the commentator didn't see and neither did the referee or the linesman apparently but the referee was informed of an incident by the fourth official and it took long enough that i think he notified him in writing and then Halifax were given a penalty for handball, which was thought to be a bit on the harsh side. Now, you remember Magnus Norman saved a penalty at Aldershot last week just by standing still in the middle of the goal yeah. and having the penalty kicked at his face. Um, and I wondered if he'd do the same, because we spoke, didn't we, last week about whether whether this wouldn't be a, 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 an acceptable tactic for him yeah, yeah, yeah. just to stand still and wait for it to be hit down the middle. But no, he di he actually dived to his right this time and saved it again. But uh, the ball rebounded back to Emmanuel Dizarufwe, who stuck it in. Yeah. The stats after the game... I saw the stats. I saw the, st they were, the stats. They are were, fantastic. They were fucking, really fucking damning. Uh, <laughs> shots on target, none. Shots off target, none. <laughs> Oldham player caught offside, none. <laughs> <laughs> there were some dark mutterings on the Twitter net about how the referee was actually a Rochdale fan, which I was quite enjoying, um, because he, he he celebrated Rochdale winning a game or something. But there doesn't seem to be much of a case to say we were robbed, except of the nil-nil draw that Unsworth had set out to get from the start. I watched the highlights package the next day, and I can honestly say it was the most pitiful thing I've seen in yeah. five decades of following Oldham. Whatever Fondop was sent off for, the camera didn't see it either, evidently, so that wasn't even in there. Um, there were a couple of bits of random pinball in the area. There was the penalty save and the goal. And one incident late on where the ball was floated into the Halifax area from deep. The keeper caught it with no one challenging him or even within about 10 feet of him. And that was the highlight. That yeah, was yeah. Oldham's best <laughs> 
best moment. Yeah, we just we... floated into the area. Keeper catches it. That's worth putting. We'll put that in the package in the yeah. two-minute highlight package. We, Jesus, we, we, we had the same. Stoke played at Luton on Saturday, and and honestly, it looked like um, Alex Neal had been reading a book by Gandhi, and had decided passive resistance was the best possible <laughs> oh, way God. to go about playing this game. And we had the same. We yeah. had the highlight. I mean, I watched it live, but they, they had the highlights, and then on Monday they released extended highlights, which oh. was fantastic. <laughs> which I rather think that there's a possibility that Stoke City Football Club might win the Oscar for best special effects um, by actually managing to carve some extended highlights out of this barren wasteland that was Kenilworth Road. There uh, are a lot of Saturday. technical awards that you can go for, I think. Uh, we had uh, Dagenham and Redbridge last night. Yes. Um, and I came in from uh, from playing football myself. And once again, there were oh, just loads of messages on the forum thing complaining that the National League TV streaming coverage was breaking down and they were getting a black screen or the, the sound had gone or the, this uh, this bloody thing. I, I uh, And Dagenham and Redbridge had signed Inni Effiong, who took the piss when we played Aldershot a week and a half ago. So I decided not to cough up £9.50 for that extra grief and, and just watch it Teletext-style, you know, old-style. Um, and we were one down shortly after I got in. Wrexham Sheffield United was on. And so I, and I was just sitting there thinking, if they lose at home again, maybe that'll be the final straw for uh, for Unsworth. And apparently John Askey, who was surprisingly sacked by York in November, having taken them up, has been at the last couple of games for some reason. Um, so, you know, the, the, the change is in the air, maybe. And anyway, second half, I looked away for a couple of minutes and suddenly we're 2-1 up. And then there was a penalty for Joe Nuttall, which was saved, which would have made it 3-1. And after that, you feel, don't you, a late equaliser coming. You feel it in your yep. bones after you've missed a penalty that would have uh, made it safe. Um, and sure enough, 84 minutes, it's 2-2. But then there was another penalty, which Nuttall himself took again and scored. And then a breakaway goal in added time, and we'd won 4-2. Which And so some very big cracks have been papered over for a little while longer. It's good, of course. But it does mean that now, superstitiously, I have to do the teletext thing again next time. Yeah. And David Unsworth's job suddenly seems a lot more secure, which is, which is good. Yeah. I was doing the teletext thing, Chris, and I found that they update it very, very, very rarely. Oh yeah, um, yeah. On, I mean, on the, in the in the Vanarama, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, it's, they, it's they, terrible. Can I just congratulate you on managing <laughs> in a week to get two of the great um, rumours of football into Oldham, which is one that the referee <laughs> supports a key team that are your yes. rivals and has yes. been seen somewhere celebrating them winning, which yes. is a great one. And also that the ex-York manager, John Askey, has been seen yes. at the games on more than yes. one occasion. Yes. These are classic. Uh, the These are rumours that could have been made in the 50s. These are the, tri these are the, 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 the bedrock of all rumours, yeah. aren't they? We have a very elderly rumour mill. Yes. That, that really, it, really, it really needs servicing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it dark and satanic? Uh, yeah, well, there are, there, one thing that we're not short of around Boundary Park is yeah. mills. Yeah. There are many mills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the rumour anyway. one, the only one still working at the moment. <laughs> the rumour one, yeah. yeah. It's the only one that's still staffed. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, the big story this week is right in our wheelhouse, isn't it, as it concerns the levelness or otherwise of the playing field, uh, the very slopiness of the Premier League pitch, um, Manchester City have been charged with 115 breaches of Premier League rules, which is yeah. nothing, is it? 115? That's 
I mean, over 15 years, that's what, six, seven a year? Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> dating back to the takeover by the Abu Dhabi people in 2008. I mean, a lot of these are false accounting offences to disguise the scale of the massive financial advantage they've been able to call on. The zaniest one for me uh, involved paying Roberto Mancini one salary to manage City and then another salary to manage something in Abu Dhabi that he didn't even turn up for. Yes, yes. Um, just unrelated for accounting purposes, but doubled his money. Just, uh, you know, surely that's enough, isn't it? Isn't that enough? <laughs> what about the other 114? <laughs> he had to go and, 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 and manage Al Jazeera, which I initially had thought obviously was a news channel, for four <laughs> days a year. I think it was, wasn't it, <laughs> for £1.7 million. Pounds. Um, but they also had, they had, there was a certain amount of false accounting, apparently, about Yaya Toure, which you thought they could have got around that by just giving him the birthday cake that he wanted so desperately and he claiming did, that mean. that had cost £2.5 million. Pounds. Buying that the world's most expensive fine. birthday cake. Yeah. That, would, they would, that would have been written off, yeah, written See, off what, what half I like of the Jack call... Grealish fee. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it's joined up thinking, isn't it? I mean, this is basic stuff at the top level. Uh, one would have thought. I've enjoyed the rooms. I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed the the cesspit of glee from the other teams. I've enjoyed. Well, yeah, yeah. I've enjoyed the idea of of championships being taken away, which I thought was uh, hilarious, and then given to the team that were runner-up. Until, of course, I realised that if they have the 2011 FA Cup taken off them, Stoke have won the FA Cup, and now I'm all for it. And I'll tell you something... Well, then you'd, to... Have to, you'd have to learn by rote the, the team from that day, wouldn't you? And, well, I, I and, could... and make it into your new sound check. I, I would, instead of Max Marsh, Padgett, Bernard Smith, Law, Conroy Green, or Richie Dobing Easton, it'd yeah. have to be Sorensen, Will, Wilson, Huth, uh, Shaw, Cro anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> I could probably do it. I could probably do it. Uh, Errington, Pennant, We're all waiting. Jones, Walters. Uh, Whitehead came on, so Dilap. I am struggling a little bit. You're right. Whelan, of course. I'm virtually oh, yeah. there now, aren't I? Up I know front. Danny Higgins. I can tell the players who were injured for it. <laughs> anyway, I've been discussing with various various friends, and I I reckon that genuinely, if we were awarded the 2011 FA Cup, Stoke City would sell out that allocation just to see Ryan Shawcross walk up the steps and lift the trophy up. I reckon we could mm. fill Wembley just, just to for do that. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how yeah. success starved we are. Yeah, but I mean, just imagine if City were were punished retrospectively. I mean, I, yeah, they've got the power to do it, but not the will, I think. No. Um, but just we, uh, they, they, they've won the uh, six tro six titles, haven't they? Six yes. uh, Premier League titles, starting with the one in twenty twelve. Uh, that they only just won on goal difference. So you know, if you if you're saying that any of these transgressions have given them any kind of lift. Then that Aguero thing, we've got to see the last of that, haven't we? Yeah. We've got that, you know, they'd, they'd at least have to lose that one and the ones that they won by one point from Liverpool. There are a couple, aren't there, that ah, they won yes. by a single point. And if you're going to say they've got any unfair advantage at all, then they've got to they've got to uh, do something about those ones I think but there's no real apparently there's no appetite for that because it threatens the integrity of the competition and as well as fucking with people's collective memories and experiences but you know not doing it it's like you know hey you robbed the bank and we caught you bank to rights what? you know what? yeah yeah you did but we can keep the money right you know 
Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem, you know, because, <laughs> but, because we spent some of it. Yeah, 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 no, no, but you hang on to that, otherwise it, it threatens the integrity of the banking system. Well, as we know, this is the age of getting away with it, isn't it? This is the age well, of yeah. just fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to say I didn't do it. I'm going to say you're wrong to tell me. And even if you find me guilty, everything stays exactly the same. Across well, yeah, the board. I mean, we live in we live in a post-Trump world, don't we? I mean, yeah. and it's it's interesting, I think, how how uh, how how reminiscent this uh, investigation by the Premier League is. Uh, of uh, of the things that Trump is going through in America, because they started investigating in 2018 when there was that uh, football leaks thing in Der Spiegel, the German uh, magazine, um, exposing all of this, exposing the uh, the financial breaches, and uh, UEFA investigated it in 2020 or something, and banned them from Europe very briefly until they appealed to uh, the Court of uh, Arbitration, Arbitration for Sport or whatever sport in which is a European thing. But this is how... Uh, but the, the EPL have, have been investigating this now for four years, during which time City have carried on doing more uh, of these things that they're apparently investigating, and have won two titles, by the way. Um, and this is how Trump approaches it. He just throws lawyers at the thing and stalls and stalls and stalls. Yeah. And his plan, you can see is to keep getting away with shit until he dies and makes it all irrelevant. Mm. And you know, and that's basically what uh, basically how City have approached the well, thing. Yeah, they're, They've they're... been throwing lawyers at it and stalling and stalling and stalling. And even the the fine that the Court of Arbitration for Sport uh, did, they reduced the fine, but the, the remaining element of it was for not cooperating, was for not cooperating with the UEFA. Um, investigation, and that's that's basically tr that's how Trump operates. You don't cooperate with the investigation, yeah. and it runs out of breath. You know, it runs out of steam. Mm -hmm. I, I I've enjoyed the fact that they've been employing very expensive uh, lawyers. They've they've employed yeah, yeah. the most expensive King's Counsel, and that's the first time I've had a chance to say that um, um, <laughs> in the country. Yes. And there's been much much uh, rending of garments and gnashing of teeth over the fact that he earns he can earn £400,000 a case which would make him like the 29th best place, uh, paid Manchester City player um, <laughs> <laughs> Well they have been able, haven't they? They, they have been in a position to trigger some massive release f fees from other cases yes. and uh, and also bring along highly sought after young lawyers for the future from, from across Europe <laughs> <laughs> They've got their own young lawyers coming through anyway um, my, what, yeah, my yeah. Favorite, They're not uh, going to get a go Though, are they? No, of course, of course they're not. Of course they're not. They might go on loan to another case involving yeah. Chelsea, possibly. Yeah, um, yeah possibly. Um, well, how is it possible that Chelsea aren't going to fall? Well, they will do. This they shit? will do it. You know. Look, there's going to be a lot of sound and fury, and then nothing will happen because that yeah. is exactly the way that it works. I have to say that my very favourite favourite um, complaint. There was lots of stuff about we should have that trophy, and we should have that trophy, and this yeah. is disgusting from teams that are doing more or less the same thing, and a very good thing from an Everton fan how how they plucked this out of nowhere uh, who of course lots of blaming of Liverpool um, um, for teams missing out because of Heysel and you know all of this stuff yes. about re reorganising yes. history so you know teams go and play in Europe um, but this Everton fan who said well I don't know what Liverpool are, are moaning about because they've registered listen to this 22 out of their 35 man squad 
are registered as asthmatic, which means that they can use <laughs> steroid inhalers before the games. The national rate of asthma is 5%. This is clearly cheating alongside the... Just how do you find that shit out? Yeah, or is it just you know finding these these breathless players and giving them a hand up when no one else will take? Well, no one else will take them. Yeah, and it might be just to do with air quality, mind it, around yeah. Stanley Park. So you know, there's yeah. well, all those things yeah. are possible. Yeah. Well, in terms of in terms of what punishment City might uh, ultimately, this is going to take years in the courts, isn't it? Because they've because because of the stalling, because of the high-paid lawyers wanting to drag it out. Um, but in terms of what punishment they might... You have to look at the uh, Plus Valencia uh, scandal in, in Italy that has seen... that Juventus have just been docked 15 points just a couple of months ago for overvaluing players uh, in, in and out um, to balance the books uh, as far as the financial fair play... Um, aspect of things is is concerned and they're down in 10th now Juventus yeah. and, is that, um, sorry they, is that just buying Paul Pogba <laughs> yes, that, think, that's I the think, way to completely ski with your values <laughs> yeah well you know what's being blamed in, in Italy for Juventus's fall is is the Ronaldo effect yes yes and yes. it's it's buying and then selling Ronaldo that has that has skewed their books the most but um, did you see that they lost uh, to upstarts Monza uh, the week last week or the week before, uh, who are owned by Silvio Berlusconi, uh, who, uh, you, who used to have Milan and used to be the prime minister of see. Italy, and before all the bunga bunga party shit, yeah. and um, he, which was the name of his political party, I think. But um, <laughs> it means that he's 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 said that he's going to make good on a promise that he made that if Monza this season uh, beat uh, Juventus, he was going to provide a bus full of sex workers for the players' changing room. And I think. First of all, a busful. Is this the collective noun of sex workers? That's what I want to know. And two, does this mean that they have to have sex in the changing room? Yeah. Or are they allowed to take them home? Yeah. You know, uh, there's there are details that that, that have been left unsaid about Berlusconi's working practices that need to be need to be explored. I think uh, absolutely. by an independent regulator. Possibly. <laughs> oh, the independent regulator. Did you see that? This was this was part of the uh, part of the whole city thing. Was that um, was that the Premier League are supposedly looking tough so that this independent regulator is proved to be unnecessary? And the government immediately postponed announcing this white paper, releasing this white paper, which was supposed to happen today. It was supposed to happen today, and they put it back uh, using the decisive leadership that Rishi Sunak is becoming famous for. Uh, they put it back another two weeks so they can so they could change it. You know. Absolutely. Anyway, it makes anyway. it. I mean, I'm nostalgic now, of course, for Berlusconi and his bus full of sex workers, and <laughs> yeah. and indeed for you know a, a decent brown envelope stuffed with cash, passed on in a motorway oh, service station. That's old style, the, isn't it? These are the days when things were simpler. You know, they yeah. were they were better. And also, I would say that possibly this busload of sex workers may be people who work in the genitourinary clinic and might just be yeah. giving out jabs of. Pen Penicillin to the players. Just, it could a, be just, as just checking, penis. just checking it, giving every player an individual check. Just a, yeah. a, what we like to call 
a booster jab. And of course, they could be relegated as, as Rangers were, as Ju- Juventus have Well, been Juventus before. themselves were in, yeah, a, yeah. in a previous life. You yeah. know, Juventus were, were dropped a division, weren't they? And Rangers were dropped. Were they, were they dropped two divisions. I can't remember now. Yeah. But um, over, over uh, administration, I think that was, wasn't it? There's, 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 there's any it. number of things that could happen. And my personal prediction is it's going to be a, a biblical type uh, punishment. And I think they will be sent <laughs> to a land east of Eden. <laughs> that's my that's my prediction for what's going to happen. Uh, my prediction for what's going to happen right now is we're going to allow Andy Smart, who's been straining at the leash, to join us. But first of all, we'll just give him a moment to go to the toilet, which it looks like he needs to do. Our guest today has recently taken to the microphone covering his club on the airwaves. A comedian, street performer, Ashbourne footballer, improviser and wonderful person. His team are <laughs> Farnborough. <laughs> and since he was last on, they've had a rather exciting time, actually. Uh, and seem to be recovering some of their vim, if not their vigour. Uh, it's always a joy to see him and to talk to someone whose team are further, d- further down the pyramid than Oldham, as Chris has already <laughs> alluded to. So, welcome. It's hard to do. It's yeah. hard to do that. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. Next, next year we might be above you. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know where the might is coming from. <laughs> um, so, uh, um, um, Andy, um, I, first of all, it does seem that Chris is forever playing teams at the moment, or Oldham are forever playing teams that I imagine you playing. So it's all <laughs> Dorking and Maidstone and and all of these yeah. teams, which which feel the, them, yeah. the natural teams for Farnborough to be playing. Well, yeah, and and the, we've got a great side this season, and it's it's a big surprise to me that we have. But uh, we've to get the cup run and which ended at Wrexham was uh, fantastic because we hadn't got past the second qualifying round for the last ten years. Yeah. So uh, that was that was magical, and and their fans actually said that we we were louder than the Sheffield United fans. <laughs> Well, there's, there's no love lost there now, all of a sudden, is there? Sheffield United <laughs> no. and Wrexham and seem to hate each other. I was, I was interested from, from, from your point of view and Chris's to a certain extent, although we, we've already heard his thoughts well, we've already uh, covered on, me. On, on the thing, <laughs> uh, on Man City. It, you know, is, is, you've been a Farmer fan for a long time. Obviously, the, the, the structure of the way that they're trying to change football with independent regulators and all of that means that there's meant to be a link between what happened in the Premier yeah. League and what happens further down the pyramid. And so, therefore, the story of Manchester City and their financial shenanigans should be impacting on you. But really and realistically, do you, does it just feel like a story in a bubble or do you see it in terms of Farnborough? No, I don't see it at all in terms of Farnborough because it's it's just so different. It's such a different arena that they're playing in. Um Obviously, things happen in, in our league. We we got demoted three divisions when we went into administration, and that was that was really hard. Um, and I hope that that happens to City, but you know, it's I can't see it happening because, as you say, the lawyers will just tie it up and and, and it will just run out of steam. Mm. But Farnborough are in the National League South, aren't they? And oh, yeah. um, and uh, that's just about the only division that City couldn't find themselves relegated into. <laughs> but um, uh, is it, it seems to me that there's a similar uh, shape in microcosm 
uh, all the leagues down that the the fans of one club are complaining that there's a money bags team in their division oh, yeah. that are that are distorting yeah we've things. got Ebbs, Ebbsley. Um, yeah. Got, is it is Epsfleet? Is it Epsfleet <laughs> distorting the division? Yeah, uh, yeah. Because you know, in in the in the Vanadama, it's yes. uh, you know Wrexham and Notts County, are the, the money bags team, and and now Oldham are in such a, a, a shocking plight that we're looking nervously over our shoulder in case we stay in the Vanarama and AFC filed come up and they've <laughs> supposedly got more money than we have. But um, but uh, football is great at um, you know or, or like irredeemable in, in, in a way at arranging a league in financial order. Yeah. Yes, as much as it arranges in 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 uh, by results. But then, they, at our level, they usually just go for about two or three seasons, and they run out of money, or the or the owner just gets bored and takes his money or, elsewhere. Or Andy bored or arrested. Quite yes. often. <laughs> that's that's one of the models I found in football. Uh, yes. you know, local criminal takes over team for a few years, gets bored or arrested, and yeah. things change. Yeah. Well, there was yeah. the whole rumor about the uh, Dagger and Redbridge when they joined together. Uh, it was all paid for by Brinks Matt robbery money, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. Uh, but, uh, they suddenly shot up the league from from they they climbed four divisions in four years and ended up in the in the league. <laughs> I like the idea of players taking home these really heavy pay packets <laughs> and having to load them onto onto vans with reinforced bottoms. <laughs> and the ca- the captain had the uh, the kiln for melting it all down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make it into, into, into little statues of uh, of the of Eiffel the, Tower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, no, just front of us, you mentioned Ebbsfleet. Weren't Ebbsfleet, because right? you, you, you get, you, you, you know, you, you try and follow yeah. football at all levels. Uh, and luckily, there's a non-league paper, which is excellent and does and does help. Yeah. But less and less and less of this information comes through. But Ebbsfleet, I seem to remember, the team that, that couldn't they be picked by fan vote at one stage? Uh, very early on, yes. Yeah. That was about 10 years ago. Uh, but now it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a commercial concern and it's, it's run very properly, right. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how come they, how come they are... The money think, bags of the National League South. They've just got a good owner who's putting money in. We're, we've mm. we, we've got a very good owner, Robbins, who's, who's made sure that the financial side of the club is run properly because we were in such a mess when he took over. And uh, it's it's really looking good now. But I'm a bit worried if we did go up to the to the Vanarama that, that we probably wouldn't. Uh, we'd have to we'd have to bend the rules. In fact, they actually put a, a, an advert on Facebook last week saying if there's Rule any inve- required, <laughs> no, if there, any new investors who want to get involved because we want to go a, a league higher. Yeah. It seemed it seemed a bit plaintive to be putting out a, a, an advert on Facebook to ask for new investors. But yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's was- the same. It's the same, isn't it? Writ large, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 at the top level, you know, Liverpool yeah. have been looking for new investment and Manchester United apparently looking yeah. for new investors or, you know, just, and they put it out in the papers. They put it, they put it out there that, you know, any, any random billionaire who wants to well, maybe buy that's a stake, Rob, you know. 
Robin Soames, he took his <laughs> his <laughs> advice from you. Yeah. yeah, did he put? Did he take out take out a quarter page in the non-league paper? <laughs> no, we're not that big, obviously. Just a, just a, just a little for your consideration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just about the structure, actually, of of um, uh, of the the south and the northern uh, leagues. Yeah. Actually, Manchester City could end up in the same league as Farnborough, couldn't they? It's because all they do is... It's just is a they... question of a preponderance of... of how the, many... Yeah, yeah because I think north, aren't, north aren't something like equator, Gloucester yeah. are in the northern half, aren't yeah. they? So, and Brackley, so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. if you look like a really, really big football boom in Cumbria could see Man City <laughs> playing Farnborough next season. Well, maybe the season after. I'm just putting it out there. I'm, don't, listen, listeners, don't put oh, money on it. Don't, Pet you know... Would, I'm, Pet would be moaning about the travel, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, no, he'd have, well, he'd have gone, wouldn't he, by then? Because didn't he say that if he found that uh, that City had been doing this, shuff- this stuff and hadn't told him, yeah. that they wouldn't be his friends anymore and oh, he would right. leave? Didn't he say that? <laughs> yeah, he did say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. That, that, that's... I, I like very much the, uh, the, 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 the wrinkle in the uh, how to punish Manchester City thing, that, they, that if they were relegated, the EFL weren't obliged to take them. Yes, you know, and that yeah. they could end up in the, in, in the Vanarama. Yeah. Who will take anyone? <laughs> no, uh, I like very much that. Uh, yeah, we we wouldn't want that. We wouldn't want those big crowds. You know, no. we wouldn't want that. We would, yeah, we wouldn't want that. We're, our financial integrity is too important to us. Yeah. <laughs> well, not that it's been that long since Manchester City. You know, we're we're, we're down there. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, no, twenty years they were in the in League One, weren't they? Yeah. In the third tier, whatever it was called yeah. then. Yeah. Scrape past Gillingham in the in the playoff. If I'm that's right. right. With, um, uh, Andy, you have, and I'm inter- very interested in this. You have taken over commentary uh, <laughs> duties for Farnborough. I noticed. Yeah. Um, I saw that uh, with your with your co-commentators. As far as I can tell, who are called Ben Shoveler and uh, Kev Locko. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, Ben Shoveler's the. Uh... He's the co. He actually does the commentary. He's very good at it. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's worked for lots of radio stations around Dorset and, and Hampshire, and he's very good. And I just, <laughs> I just chuck things in. Like we we played Porchester last night in the Hampshire Cup, and I, that that's got to stop. These county cups have got to stop <laughs> because it's just a waste of time. They Porchester sent their kids, their trainees, because they're they're challenging. Well, they're 15, I think they're twelve points clear in the Wessex League, and they they want to go up to the Southern League. Um, so they just sent their trainees. So, I mean, I kept saying things like, uh, "Well, he's obviously got a paper round still," and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then we won eight nil, and it was just <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But we won it last year, the Hampshire Cup. Uh, we've we beat Eastley in the final. Obviously, Southampton and Portsmouth don't take it that very seriously. Um, no, but, but Eastley are Eastley are a division above, aren't they? They are, yeah, 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 we, yeah. And they they didn't have a ground to play the final at, so they chose Eastley. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, was, that was that was the Hampshire FA. Lovely yeah. people. Um, sure, mean style. Well, that, yeah, I was going to say, Chris. Maybe the writers of When Saturday Comes weren't yeah, exactly. as mad as they seem to have been. <laughs> no, what I, what I want—I know you're not actually doing commentary. You're obviously doing expert analysis. Um, but, oh yes. Uh, but I want to know because people have people are forever telling. Do you know what? When you try, it's a lot harder than you think. Oh, it's very, oh, very, very. Is it? Yes, it is. It is. Oh. It is. Um, I keep getting Kevin Locko and 
<laughs> and Ollie mixed up the two centre halves, and one's white, one's black. I mean, how can I? How can you do that? <laughs> yeah. How can you do that? <laughs> but in the moment, you just shout the name, you know, and then yeah, yeah. you go, "Oh no, sorry, that's not, that's not Ollie, that's Kevin." Uh, but, I remember yeah. doing the test match sofa thing. Do you ever did you ever do any of that? No, no. Where, uh, that um, was uh, done in a bloke's house in Dulwich, and they had a big <laughs> screen, and they they had guests on while the test match was on, kind of thing. Yeah. And it was quite a good fun. And they would do commentary <laughs> off the TV, kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, they said to me at one point, "Said so, you want to do a bit of commentary?" <laughs> and I thought, "Well, you know, this must this it must be doable. Look at the people <laughs> who are doing it." And so, <laughs> you know, uh, and I uh, my bit of commentary went. And uh, Jimmy Anderson runs in, and the ball goes over there and pointed <laughs> at the television <laughs> where the ball had gone. Yeah. A completely useless bit of commentary. The yeah. ball goes over there. Yeah. The other, th- the other thing is that uh, non-league grounds aren't very good for commentary because, I mean, even at Farnborough, we've got two massive pillars in front of us. Oh, <laughs> One do you have the- a regular perch? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. you have to be near the Wi-Fi. <laughs> 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 and, they, and we went to Bath. That was great fun. They, they've got lovely facilities. They've got a little box with, which is all enclosed, um, but you couldn't hear the crowd. And uh, and the, again, two massive pillars in front of you. As yeah, you're going. Yeah. But it makes it very uh, uh, good fun. We have a good laugh with it. You're already slipping into that thing, which I hear on Five Live all the time, where commentators start chatting to each other about the sort of snacks they get at half time. <laughs> and that sort of Oh, you're lucky you're at Wigan. You get a pie at Wigan. It's lucky. Well, oh, you're Blackburn. Oh, sandwiches, sandwiches on a fe- February night. It's terrible. You, you're becoming one of those guys, aren't you? Uh, Barbara, I get a pint. Before the game and a pint at half time. <laughs> well, same as the players. <laughs> I'd like to thank Simon for that. He's very good. It's because it's my fiftieth season following Farmers, so they're making mm. a big fuss of me at the moment, oh. which is lovely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that is well, yeah. congratulations. <laughs> Are you going to get a cake? <laughs> I'll, I'll throw a tantrum if I don't. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. One of those green cakes that's like this, like a, uh, markings of a pitch on it. Yes. And a little, and a little uh, picture of you as a player, at, a little model of you as a player at one end. And a, as you as a commentator up behind a couple of pillars off to one side. <laughs> I um, I was reading something that you posted this week about going to a game yeah. and, and, and having to wave... Uh, having been oh. accused of being tricky dicky <laughs> off East Enders. Enders, yeah. <laughs> it was a St Albans game and I had a similar sort of haircut to him and I was on the other side of the pitch and they they started singing tricky dicky give us away and they, they wouldn't stop and in the end all the other farmer players came over and went that's you wave yeah. <laughs> you miserable bastard yeah. you're too grand to wave yeah. because well, I wasn't tricky dicky no but of course the thing about that is that that people get cross if you say you're not the person they think yes. you are um, I've had that happen to me a couple of times I most Famously, or the one that, that, that upset me the most was only last year in in a pub in in Shrewsbury where I was actually having Sunday lunch on my own, and they do that thing. First of all, they don't know your name, so they'll yeah. go, "You're him, aren't you?" Tell, you're him, you're on, that, tell, you're tell him. who you are. In other words, I'm going to fucking clue who you are, which is fair enough. But in this particular in this particular case, this bloke is going, "Oh, she won't know. She won't even know who you are." I mean, I'll tell her, but she won't know who you are. Yeah. 
It's Max Boyce. Max <laughs> Boyce. Max in Boyce. Max in Boyce. For God's sake. I, it's, the only one I've had worse than that was Sammy Lee, and I think that was a joke. <laughs> we, we were we were in this little island of uh, Hong Kong. We'd got like an hour and a half on this boat to this tiny little island. And I had my hair at the time um, a bit like Bill Clinton's. And I didn't realise <laughs> I, I look a bit like him. And Steve Frost and Steve Steen were walking behind me, talking into their sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> and all the shop owners thought I was Bill Clinton and were beckoning me into their shops. And, they, and when we went back two years later, there was a picture of me with the shop owner in some of the stores. Oh, oh. <laughs> and he hadn't captioned it. <laughs> Former US resident, Bill Clinton. William Jefferson Clinton. <laughs> Do you get free cigars if you're Clinton? <laughs> I remember playing cricket once. You were talking about your East Enders yeah. uh, thing. I remember playing cricket once against a team that uh, many years ago had uh, Leslie Grantham playing for them. Oh, right. And uh, we were in quite a secluded part, uh, a park. No yeah. one was really, just one bloke passing by, you know, during the afternoon who stopped and looked and squinted at Leslie Grantham. And then for about an hour, stood on the boundary going, dirty, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to get Leslie Grantham to look at him like his name was Dirty, dirty Dan. Dan. That was yeah. his name. Yeah. Uh, that's the name he'll respond to. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is very, very, very pleasing. Uh, Andy, thank you so much. Thank you so no, much for coming on, on and giving us a, a, a window into the division that Chris may well be visiting <laughs> next oh, season. Well, yeah, it'd if, be a geographical anomaly. Oh, no, we did, but, but we've already worked out yeah, that yeah. that is possible. Maybe could, the season We could after. easily get you in the trophy next year anyway. That, well, yeah, well, you would have had us in the cup. If you'd beaten Wrexham, we were yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. They'd yeah, be yeah. us next. Yeah. I was looking forward to that. I was looking at thinking, oh, a Farnborough Oldham game. That would have been good. I went very close. I went to Aldershot last last week. I was very close. Oh, the recreation ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is Arthur English still hanging about the turnstiles? <laughs> there aren't turnstiles now. There's just these 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 uh, QR code code. swipers yeah. that oh, let yeah. you in. Let you in. Yeah. Well, I think there's nobody in football, uh, including Lardy Barstow, by the way, who's our Tottenham supporting follower. Oh no, yeah, no. I wanted to tip yeah. my hat to him. Yeah. Just because uh, he's put a tweet on saying that uh, he's done a couple now, saying that um, he, he finds himself looking at old, when Oldham score on the on the uh, the update, the you know, teletext or whatever. Uh, the internet is called now, I think. Um, <laughs> and he goes, "Oh look, now if we win our games in hand, you know, we could be in the play." And then he goes, "We? What the fuck am I talking about? I'm a Spurs fan." And, he th and I think I wanted to say, you know, to Lardy Basto, you know, thank you for that, obviously, but also that just this last. Sunday, you know, I was I did the same thing in reverse. I was thinking now, if we can just hold on to this goal that Harry Kane has scored, you know, then and I think hang on a minute. <laughs> I think 
just on Sunday, half the country was a was a, a Spurs <laughs> yeah. fan, yeah, no, including all of the legal profession. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, the, the world's gone mad. And actually, while, while we're talking about about um, um, uh, messages on the on the interweb, um, I, I I try to uh, promote the show by suggesting to people that they don't have to listen to you know just this week's. They can go back and listen to oh, yeah. to X, you know X, you know per, per previous uh, shows from the archive. And I'd suggested yeah. that maybe they'd want to listen to, to David Baddiel's show. And the reply I got from one woman was, yeah, well, maybe Germany should send some tanks to the Palestinians, or I suppose they're terrorists, are they? Smiley face. Which I have to say, when you're trying to promote a comedy football show, is, is you know, it's, well, it's, you're set to one side when you get something like that. And there was only one yeah. other response to it, which was a response to that, which was, men who support Ukraine piss sitting down. So, you know, I'm Ouch. learning stuff every day. Just, just you know, getting involved in football, trying to have a laugh, and then you learn things, don't you? And I hope that our listeners have learned something today. I think that's what being a globalist is all about. Absolutely. Globalists piss sitting down. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.